In this episode of The Black Female Narrative, I was joined by Yvonne, an erotic fiction writer, to talk about um, black British women and sex. Um, Listen in. Hey, Yvonne. Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for joining me on the Black Female Narrative today. Excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. (laughs) Uh, So um, the way that I like to start is basically asking our guests to introduce themselves and give people a bit of an insight into who I'm speaking to. Okay. Um, my name is Yvonne, also known as Eve Nimi Online. I am an erotica writer. Um, I um, also uh, procure <laughs> erotica <laughs> art. <laughs> you know, you have, to, you have to do the little cough thing, you know, just to. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I share my love of erotica with the world via yeah. art on Instagram. <laughs> Nice, nice. And um, also, in general, I am um, very much a celebrator of women, black women very specifically. And um, that is me in a nutshell. Okay. So when did you discover your passion for erotic writing? How did you get into it? Um, Well, I've been writing for so many years. I was even speaking to someone this weekend about the fact that I started writing in my teens. Right. Um, I, in fact, I used to be the one in school when they did, you know, write a short story and stuff. People used to get me to write it and they used to pay me money. That's, <laughs> how, that, that's how long ago I started writing. And yeah. um, I really just got into erotic. I did the odds, you know, stories here and there, you know, from my late teens, 20, probably from about 18. But I really got into it with my blog from 2013. It really was a case of saying, I enjoy writing, I enjoy sex, let me put both of them together. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was really how we started. And of course, I've, I obviously love a lot of um, erotica writers. But then there were so many I saw that were so incredibly bad. Okay. <laughs> and I just thought, okay. yeah, okay, let me throw something into the mix. And, you know, something for that is geared toward Black people as well. That was okay. the I, I started it off with. So there's a couple of things that you said that kind of struck me. So one of them was um, the fact that you felt the erotica was bad. So I'd be interested in hearing um, what you class as as bad erotica. (laughs) Do you know what? This is this is possibly the snob in me coming out. But (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to say this to not sound bad, but the writing itself. Yeah, was really really bad, and it was very. Um, uh, did you? I don't know if any of your your listeners have ever read uh, Mills and Boons. So oh, you know, Mills yeah, you know, Boons and such, right? Wow. But the really yeah. bad one. <laughs> yeah, okay, I I I understand yeah. that, but for those readers who haven't, yeah, <laughs> and it was really it was really a case of a lot of it was. Um, it, 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 the woman was very much an, an object in it. It didn't. It, it didn't appear that she had much of a say in it. So many things were being done to her, mm-hmm. and while that is not a bad thing at all, they didn't seem that she was actually active in her own right. pleasure. Right. And so that was one of the reasons I said I'll write something a little bit different 
And um, yes, and so far people have loved it, which I'm very grateful for. That's good. The other thing that you said um, that struck me that I was like, yes, is um, you said, I love sex. Now, one of the reasons why um, I reached out to you was because I really wanted to discuss um, just kind of mill around the idea of how black women um their sexuality and their juxta- the juxtaposition of the two um, mm-hmm. and whether or not black women are able to own their sexuality. So um, coming back to um, your earlier statement um, and also, you know, being from an, an African background like myself, um, mm-hmm. having that is, I'm just wondering whether or not when you started to explore your writing, um, did you meet resistance? Yes. <laughs> that was Listen, the amount of <laughs> like, yeah, of course she did. <laughs> yeah. No, do you know what? Um, I will. I will be honest. It's been mostly positive, for okay. sure, mostly positive. Um, but I do. I did get quite a lot of. Um, apart from being from an African background, I'm also from very much a Christian background, like born again yeah. Christian you know people uh, officers in church kind of thing so and um and on my facebook or on one of my i have several facebook profiles mm-hmm. and one of my facebook profiles is obviously full of people from that part of my life which is people okay. from I've, I've known from you know from our 10 years old in church and everything and i and i shared my my stuff there because um, as I said, I like it. I'm not ashamed of it. And, you know, and it's something I, I really wanted people to see. It's not for everyone. And I fully own that. But, um, and I did get, no one really said anything on the page, you know, because no one wants to be seen as reading these things. But right. I got a lot of like, phone calls, inbox messages, like, you know, don't you think this is, it's a bit much, Mm. Uh, oh, I got the whole, you know, where did this come from? You're not really like that. And in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, you don't know me. <laughs> so, <laughs> and um, I, I did get a lot of people stating, you know, this is not something that we talk about. This is not something that to explore. Um, they were straight up saying, you know, this is not of God and all of that. So I got a range of people trying to be subtle and the ones that were not so subtle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most part, people have been... But then something I got, which is positive, but at the same time, should it be? Was, oh my God, you're so brave. And mm-hmm. I know they're trying to be positive. I don't think it's actually that brave right. to, talk about, you know, to talk about sex. I don't right. think it's a, it's a brave thing. It's normal. It's human. But the fact that it's, it's been put as a brave thing, it means that there is a lot of repression somewhere. Yeah, I hear you. So as a, a, a black woman that's having a British experience, I mean, um, I think we're taking a couple of steps back here, but at the same time, how, yeah. um, how do you classify your experience um, in, in this environment? And also um, when people have discovered um, what you do, um, has there been an impact at all? um yes there has been um for for women it's the same it ranges from oh my god you know the intrigue and then there is the whole oh you're so brave i wish i could do this and all that for men it's been interesting right 
men is the they're the ones that we I have the most varied experiences okay. with. Okay. Um just because of course you have the ones that are saying of course you have the ones that are saying you're you're brave and oh my goodness, I'm you know, I'm fascinated by that. And for a lot of them, I mean the fascination is good and it's nice. And I get it, but at the same time, a lot of them can't get past it. What is, is it an insecurity or is it a, a morality thing in their minds, or what do you think that is? Well, for some, it's the morality thing. However, I know I know how they roll, so there is the hypocrite, right. hypocritical aspect of right. it. And for others, it's just is it's it's um. I think there's a certain societal. I don't blame them. It should they it should be better, mm. but I don't necessarily blame them for it. But I, I was speaking to a friend of mine, and she said I was being nice about it. Yeah, I think, I think I it's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she said, you know, you're being a bit nice about it, and and honestly, I actually agree. I, I at first I was like, no, 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 you know, this is you know, I, I get it. It's not for everyone and all that. But when I when I thought about it, like really thought about it, yes, I do blame them because um, the fact that I, I I write this and I enjoy it and I'm open about it, it for them it almost makes me one dimensional. Right. Okay. It seems like they can't see past the sex that. Element of that, and yeah. that, and yeah, yeah, and I think that is also why a lot of women don't talk about it and and do repress this side of them because this part of you know the erotic side, the woman willing to exp- explore her sexuality and her sexual desires, it's in pretty much well, it's in most people. Mm-hmm. Definitely, except those that are asexual. You know, that's a different uh, spectrum yeah. entirely. But it's 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 in most people but a lot of people suppress it because they don't want to be seen as only this only one person only sexual and you know you can't see past that for instance i'm 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 dating at the moment and um i'm on you know dating apps which is good fun (laughs) (laughs) that's a whole different podcast my dear we might touch on that that, but anyway (laughs) Yeah, anyway, so obviously at the beginning, we don't, I don't talk about this, you know, you do the general chit chat, getting to know each other, mm-hmm. and then um, we then move on to, maybe we move up to, up to WhatsApp conversations or whatever, my my blog is, is you know, right there in my state, so I actually forgot it was until I was reminded, mm-hmm. and a few of them see that, obviously they want to know this person they're talking to, so they go on the blog, and I can tell you there is such an, not... Not an about turn, but there is such a difference in the conversation. Right. It's so different. Right. And it becomes, and I, there was one I had to say, I said, listen, I don't mind talking about sex. I have no actual issues with mm-hmm. it. But we, that cannot be o- the only thing mm-hmm. you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And if you cannot get past that, then it's a problem. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 I can, I can, I can. And then he tried, but then lis- listen, like two <laughs> sentences later. <laughs> Two sentences later, and I said, oh, another one is lost. That's it. That's the thing it. is, I find that, you know, having had a si- similar experience, and unfortunately, I don't think I my talents would lie in erotic writing, though in my head, I probably think, yeah, I could write. But, um, yeah, I could write erotica. But um, I also, <laughs> I think that it's just a commonality at the moment. Um, you know, excuse mm. me to all those men who probably are date using those dating forums and don't behave this way. Um, but I think yeah, that it's, it's, common. Common. it's it's just very <laughs> standard for men to very quickly um, turn the conversation to 
two sex, but I'm willing to stand corrected if anyone wants to, to counter uh, that opinion. But uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I always say the conversation can be, we, we can talk about sex, but you can't only talk about yeah. sex. And that's, that's my thing because at some point, to be honest, I will, we will talk about sex because um, as much as there are so many things that are important to me, sex is also something that's important. Yes. So we have to be on the same page yeah. on that. Yeah. So for, us, for me to know, we do have to have that conversation, mm-hmm. but that can't be what it's all about. Yeah. And I think that's probably the problem that uh, women have and black women are having and why it's not something that's expressed, expressed because you don't want to be seen as just one thing. Yes. You want to be seen in, you know, in all aspects of who you are. Yeah. And so when you get to that situation where, you know, you're talking about it and that's, it's been, it's latched on and that's mm-hmm. it. That is a problem because that's not, especially if that's not what you're looking for. Yes. If you're looking for a relationship, a relationship is way much more than sex. Yeah. So and that is where, you know, so I think for black women, we come from, it's from, there's, there's so many, there's so many angles and so many things that are so many barriers that we are working with that, but for a lot of for a lot of us, we just think the best way is to just you know keep that side private or keep that side quiet yeah. because you come from, especially from African background, yes. you you come from a religious the religion is like foundation yes. for most Africans yes. like it's yes. <laughs> the be all that you know. so you probably come from a situation where you're you're in the in the church in the mosque or in your your home it's sex is like this evil sinful thing yeah so. You, um, yeah, so you come from from fighting that and then being seen. And uh, this is something I was told from the get-go. Men are only after one thing. Mm. So you come from that and, you know, you're not, you're not growing up. You're seeing maybe this is not the, this is not the way. But then you have all these people, uh, you know, you have experiences that are unfortunately showing you that. Mm-hmm. And then you die more. And this is, these are the kind of things that we're... we're we're, okay. we're combating. And then we're in a place that we're a minority. Yeah. So you don't want to be seen as, that, as this way. And, you know, however, how, however we, 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 we look at it, when a black woman does something, we all feel it. Yes. If, it's, if it's important, we all feel it. We shouldn't. Because, well, it's the solidarity you know, in the kind of sisterhood, isn't it? It's like you're, you're part yes. of me. Exactly, you're you're part of it. So, so we we are we always have that in mind for whatever we're doing on some level. You know, it might be small, it might be in a small way, it might be in a big way, and um and yeah, and I will, I'll be honest. Sometimes dudes don't help us, men don't help us at yeah, all. But that is also another discussion. <laughs> but um, what I'm quite interested in is is that you obviously um, I think I'm bordering on oh, you're really brave territory by saying that uh, I think you're quite confident um, and assured in um, it, it, it. It's quite clear to me that you're someone who knows and is comfortable with self. Um, and I think yeah. as well, one of the things, you know, in terms of that, you know, obviously the Christian background, but then there's also the aspect where some people can't even have the conversation that are known, you know, yeah. there's no talk about, um, I mean, I don't remember ever talking to um, my my mum about sex or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. So it's also that comfortability. And I do wonder whether, um, and this may be my only, you know, like my only perspective, but whether or not black women are kind of been boxed in um, 
in general and it's kind of this struggle between being seen as a sexual object because of the fact that that's what we've been presented as for such a long time um, and kind of carrying that weight yeah yeah um, well, listen, definitely without a shadow of a doubt, you've hit it on the head. That is, is definitely a weight that we've had to carry because we have been, we have, we are, we are seen as, you know, hypersexual. Right. We are seen as hypersexual. Even on, on a, on a, on a level, if you see, uh, young, um, female musicians, for instance, I think that's a little bit more, more up there, more obvious. The, uh, uh it's, more likely for a young white uh, female <clears throat> musician to be seen as cute right. and, you know, fabulous and cute. Whereas with the black fem- female, she's almost always pushed into the sexual. It might not be explicit. No. But it's definitely there. Whereas the, the, the white female is wholesome. Right, right. And that, you know, so that is, so we, we have always been seen as that. So there is a bit of combating against that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, 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 we're combating against that. Our bodies are, are, are constantly sexualized in a way that we have no control over it. And sometimes just, you know, you want to control. You want to control. Everyone wants to control their own narrative. I don't think there's anybody that wants someone else to have control of it. And for uh, some women, there's a this is a way for them to have control of it. And uh, going back to your what you said about you know not talking about sex, that's also a huge thing. Because same as you, I think my my uh, sex education conversation at home was, um, I think I was maybe eight or nine. And my mother said, if you have sex, I will beat you. Yeah, that sounds like vaguely familiar. Yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> yes. Literally, those were the words she, she uttered. And then when I got older, I had my, when I, about 10 or so, I had my period. The, the, the conversation was, if you have sex now, you'll get pregnant and I'll beat you. <laughs> Literally, those two sentences. <laughs> those were the two sentences of my sex education. Yeah. At her. <laughs> I can tell you that. So definitely, so you know, I imagine so many different households have this conversation or varying aspects of this conversation. Yeah. It's not something that you're you're allowed to express about, you're allowed to to speak about. So automatically it's either it's a bad thing or it's it's something you keep quiet about. And that is all that is all part of it, definitely. So I'd like to kind of touch on um and what I want to make, and what I, I thought I, it's important to make clear about this and every other black female n- narrative podcast is, you know, I am a firm believer, and I always say this to people that, you know, myself and um, my guests are experts in their experience. If they are researchers, for example, then, you know, they'll be experts in that. So it's a case of, I want to make clear to people that, you know, this is this is a, a opinion. We're not trying to say that this is the way that you should live your life or whatever. It's a discussion. Yeah. Um, and yeah. what I'm quite keen to to discuss is that we seem to be in an environment where um, and again, this is is in my own opinion, where um, there's a lack of intimacy and I think that the yeah. difference between sex and intimacy when it comes to 
um, the experience of it. And also there seems to be a lack of that in the dynamics between black men and black women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose my, my question to you is, do you think that um, it might be a generational thing? Do you think we've forgotten that? Because to me, sex is a very intimate thing. You can have sex where it's raw and it's animalistic and it's very carnal and it's physical. But to me, intimacy mm-hmm. is having that one-on-one connection with with people. And I, I, for me, I genuinely think that there is a lack of that. I don't know what your opinion is. Um, I think I think so, but it's so difficult to say if it's a generational thing because the previous generation, I think sometimes we look at previous generations with rose-tinted uh, rose glasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't talk about it, so how do we know? Mm. Do you know? It's it's sometimes we look at it because I suppose we look at our parents and they're still together and we think, Oh my god, this is this is um, this is what I want or you know. Sorry. Hashtag relationship goals. Mm. Yeah, your hair. Oh look at <laughs> <laughs> relationship goals and all that. And um we don't know the we don't know the the things that happened before they got to that point. Or before, you know, it's like it's like this Instagram age where you, you see the pictures. You don't know what's happening. I know some of the stuff behind some of the pictures I've seen, and I'm just like, damn, you know. So it's, I I, I will say definitely the the. I think we are probably having more more sex and less intimacy, but I don't know if it's a generational thing. I think, and the reason I say I can say those two things, which don't seem like they make sense, is that um, this based on conversations with people i i have a lot of conversations about relationships and sex and all that because that's what i'm interested in so yes i'm interested in the mechanics of sex but i'm also interested in the psychological uh psychological aspect of it right and so i do have a lot of conversations about it and i think right people right now seek connections any which way Mm -hmm. and it appears that sex is an easier connection to get than intimacy because intimacy requires vulnerability. vulnerability. Right. Right. And this goes for both men and women. We're not quite as willing, maybe men more so, but I can't say, if I'm, not, I'm not a man, I can't say right. for them. But I speak for them, sorry. But um, there is, I think in this day and age, we are, we, we, we are less inclined to be vulnerable. We don't want to be vulnerable. That's where this whole strong black woman, you know, this whole thing has come. We don't want to be vulnerable because you don't want to be hurt. Mm-hmm. And sex is easier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth. Even for me, and I've, I, you know, I've experienced it like because for me, sex and intimacy are two very different things. Um, I can separate them. And sex is easier than intimacy. Being vulnerable with a person, being, you know, someone that you feel can hurt you. Mm-hmm. That is something that we in this generation don't seem to want anymore um, because we want quick fixes and there is no quick fix for anything. There's no quick fix for a connection. Sex is a quick fix for filling a connection. But then at the end, if you're looking for a connection, um, you could sex could make you feel incredibly empty. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Sex is not what you're looking for. The physical is not what you're looking for. The emotional is what you're looking for. So, um, yeah, so it's it's one of those ones where, on one hand, I do think, yeah, we, we do look at previous con- um, generations with rose-tinted glasses. It wasn't all rosy, 
But based on the relationships that stayed together or appear to work through their issues then compared to now, yes, there is a certain level of, uh, there's a certain lack of intimacy in, in our generation. Yeah. So where does your confidence in, in sex comes, come from? Like where, you know, where's the foundation? Because I, I, like I said, I think before, I think it's a case of you have to be quite assured so is that yeah. natural to you or is it something that you've had to build over time? Um, I think in general, it's, it's a combination of both for sure. Um, I think the confidence thing, I, I don't think any, any child is born, conf, conf, actually some of them are. Mm. Yeah, I know some confident babies. Sorry, random music in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry right. but yes um i think it's i i have always been assured in myself in who i am obviously there are days that uh you know your confidence shakes a little bit i have always been quite confident of who i am in in who who i believe i believe myself to be and i think that definitely has helped that that confidence has helped me through all different aspects of my life in my work in you know in everything I do and so it just came natural with sex like I said I've oh I've known from I knew fairly young that uh sex was something I would enjoy okay my thinking was this people seem to you know the way people were hiding this thing it had to be it must be good yes that was literally my that was was it it's just like (laughs) Listen, nobody could tell me this thing was bad because the way you people were behaving because of it, it had to be Right. I like that. I had always said, I will, when I do this, I will enjoy it. I wasn't, I didn't have, start having sex until I was about 19. And I think that also is something that helped as well because I wanted to make sure that I was mentally ready for for it like i said i look at sex with yes there is the act of it but there's also the uh, the psychology of it so i i studied the psychology of it i studied the people that went crazy because of it i studied the people that appeared to make what i considered to be mistakes yeah i i i watched how people reacted to this and i always said that number one i'm going to be my first time was going to be with someone who i thought would actually take care of me yes someone that actually cared for me mm-hmm. and then uh, number two i i needed to be ready to deal with whatever consequences came from it right that's a very wow. mature and way of, was, of thinking about it yeah it was a very yeah it was a very it was a very conscious and that's why you know young, when young people do this i'm like oh bless you mm. you for me it's it's you just have to you have to be with you have, number one you have to be ready yes you have to be you have to know what you're getting yourself into obviously the emotions attached to you you never know until you're doing you're in it yeah but you you have to be willing that these are different things that can happen and so you have to know so i think because i went into it in the first place in that way was there was emotions yes but it was very logical okay okay because i went into it that way i think that was my foundation and I think that's where it really comes from, your foundation. So my foundation was quite logical, was quite steady. Was, it was very grounded. And I sort of built up on that. Okay. And that's, yeah, that's, that's how it's always been for me. And that's how I always try to, when I speak to women, because there are some women that come to me because they think I know. And I don't know that much, to be honest. I really don't. But I just feel like there are certain things that women need to set their mind right about. Okay. 
Because what it is, is sex, as, as physical as it is, is also very mental. Yes. And when you get your mental right, your physical, it can go either way. Yes, you, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, not all sex is good sex. No. But, <laughs> no. but when you get your mental right, you, can, you, know what, you know what works for your body and what doesn't work for your body. And that's where the confidence comes from, knowing what works for you. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting the 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 kind of setup that you said in terms of you have to be mentally and physically right. It feels like already, oh, sorry, it feels like that never really ends. Whether you're having sex for the first time, um, or having sex with yes. a new partner is always the same. Oh, thing. Yeah, completely right. Every because new partners is every new partner is a bit is a bit. Um, I'm 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 almost always not unsure, but you don't know what you're getting into with a new Do person. Not never know so you always have to do that all the time i think when you're in a in a steady relationship then you're like okay yeah okay cool yeah uh you know we i we know what we're about but for any new situation you don't know what it's it's going to be about you don't know how prepared they are for you yeah so you need to prepare for yourself yes exactly um i thought it was um interesting as well that you were saying it's about like you said the mental preparation i just wondered if you had an opinion on um things like body confidence as well um just because i think um there's the mental aspects and like you said there's the physical physical connection but then there's also um the combination of the two in terms of i suppose it comes back down to confidence but um some of the barriers um, that can prevent women from having good sex because they're in their heads, essentially. Yes, very much so. Very, I, I think, you know, it's very much a lot of the time women are in their heads. And that body confidence thing is real. It really is. If you're not confident in your body, it's, it's, it's not, it's not going to work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, because even with, even with me, as confident as I am, you know, I have, I have some body issues. I have a belly that refuses to go away. Yeah, we well, are. to be fair, I'm not I won't stop eating. <laughs> but <laughs> that's why. I mean, I, I know why, but you know, let's let's. But but the thing is, one thing I do to I tell myself um, is is that is this: if a guy has gotten to the point that you're naked in front of him, he wants to have sex with you. There's nothing, you know. There's there's not. He wants to have sex with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're naked. Yes. That's <laughs> At that point in time, he's not thinking of anything other than having sex with yeah. you. At that point, you were the most beautiful person to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you are in front of him and you are the treasure. Mm-hmm. He has unearthed the treasure and he's about to partake in it. Right. I love the way he's so, about you, to partake in it. Hey! Yes. <laughs> he is about to he is about to worship your there body there we go that is uh, that is what has happened he has unwrapped you he wants to worship you why are you not allowing yourself to be worshipped right right that is literally and that's the one thing i say to every woman if you if you you know be, be don't be so confident going into it but just know this once he has unwrapped you you are all he wants in that time yeah yeah and that for me and you and in that way you should let go and allow yourself to experience that in in every way that it, it comes it comes into play so um, easy as well because i know it's not 
it it really isn't because sometimes you only hear that. there have been times that I've been having sex and I'm like, oh my goodness, my body, my belly is jingling a bit too much. <laughs> this um, is it. It's real. As soon as, comes, as soon as it comes, it, like I switch off. Yeah. There is a switch yeah. that goes, and I'm just, I'm just, I can't, I can't. And sometimes it's so difficult to get back into it. Mm-hmm. So I think little little things I do right. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell the world some of my secrets. Hey. Hey, if it means we're all gonna end up having better sex, then you know. Yes, I'm all about good. I don't really let me let me say. Okay, the little the little things that for you you do. Do not do lights off. What number one? Oh no no! Lights shouldn't be off. They should be dim. Oh. <laughs> you just believe you just told me what I wasn't even. I was just like, whoa, okay. <laughs> you know, first off, just d- dim it a little bit because then it's all it's all about the shadows, right? Then if you're feeling a little bit, you know, a bit a bit more jiggly. What I do is sometimes I wear I have this like cute little corsets that I wear, right? And they, they keep you all packed in, mm-hmm. but some of them you you have access to the fun bits. Yes. Sometimes you just tell the guy, you know, and he wants to take it. We say, no, no, baby. Let's try with this song. <laughs> you have to guide them in the experience. So that I everybody mean, wins. That's it. And honestly, sexy lingerie can make a woman feel good. Mm-hmm. Sexy lingerie is something that makes a woman feel good. And honestly, other times, it's something simple that you look at yourself naked. Mm. Look this is something that a lot of people don't like to do when I don't like to do it. Look at yourself naked and actually tell yourself that this body is meant for my pleasure. Yes. It's something you need to look at yourself naked. Say that this body has served me well and it's meant for my pleasure and I will enjoy it. Exactly. That is something that people need to always tell themselves because it is not easy to be, to be confident, especially in an environment we have this, uh, uh, we call them Instagram models, Abby. Mm-hmm. Where you see everywhere, and you see perfection, and you see to, oh, everybody having the same boobs, tiny waist, hips, bum. It's not easy to be to feel <laughs> to feel real. Yeah. Something else I do encourage even on a on a basic level, even a bit of exercising, nothing too strenuous. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying anybody should do it, but when you when you when you exercise, you release endorphins you release you also release feel good hormones mm-hmm. little things do help for when you're doing the do yeah as i say <laughs> yes <laughs> it does uh, exercise is a good mood elevator you don't have to do anything too strenuous but the thing about it is that you have to you have to feel good getting into it so that you can actually enjoy the experience mm-hmm. And that's that's there is there really is no two ways around that you really do have to feel good about it mm. and about yourself. That's true, it's true, and it's also it's one of those things where because I'm listening to what you're saying, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I, you know, <clears throat> I'm not ashamed to admit I like looking at myself in the mirror, which is really really like <laughs> which just sorry. I said, do you look at yourself and sometimes turn yourself on because you're like, oh my God. But I look at myself and I'm like, you know, I'm a woman of, you know, in my early 30s, you know, I'm a mother, um, 
you know, and it's one of those things where I like you, like a KFC, like a Pizza Hut, probably too, mm. too regularly. And, um, but I do like the fact that um, I'm quite curvy. And yeah. I think that um, to me, it's, it's almost like, I feel like as, as African women, you know, we're notorious for our curves. And I always felt like, you know, uh, as a woman, you are, you've got, you know, bigger boobs and I've been blessed, you know? Um, so I love, um, I, I love my body, even though I know there are things that, you know, if I could have a flat stomach, but keep everything else, you know, I'd be all, all for it. So um, mm. that's been, that's something that I, I take pleasure in. Um, yeah. But I like the fact that you talked about how a woman can prepare um, physically for um, for sex. How about mentally besides, because one of the things that um, I think is quite common is because we're in this, this scenario of sex is so readily available, um, I think we kind of get to a point where... <laughs> So the, the age old scenario comes up where men use this phrase, don't catch feelings. And therefore mm. women are kind of placed in this position of you take the risk. You either um, are very upfront and say, well, actually, you know, this is it's a relationship that I want. And if you're not prepared to take um, that, if you think that's too much for you, then let's step away. And other women who ultimately feel like, oh, actually, I'm going to have to, maybe if I have sex with him, then things will change. Do you know what I mean? So I suppose in a way, how do we, in your opinion, I should say, um, as, we, as women kind of build our resilience? And I think sometimes that kind of mentality means that we lose our power. Um, when you say build resilience, in how do you mean? I think Just, because, uh, um, again, in my humble, I feel like when, and if you're not someone who has the same level of confidence that you do, if you're not as assured, um, you can fall victim to this idea of if I give of myself physically, um, mm. maybe the scenario will change. And I think you're right about this whole idea. I don't think that it's only as I got older that I um, kind of had that mental experience of the fact that your body is a temple. It is a privilege um, mm. to give a man that level of intimacy. And in fact, it's not even older. It's just having um, experiences where certain people... Um, gained the privilege that shouldn't have do you know what I mean so yeah. I suppose if you were talking to you know um a 16 year old girl who isn't so assured of herself um you know I suppose what are the the pieces of advice that you would give her in terms of you know not seeing sex as a route to to love to um a relationship necessarily hmm. um that is something i've been thinking about because obviously i have i have i have nieces yeah. their parents are very uh church oriented mm -hmm. and so uh they, they're what they would 
talk about sex and what I would talk to them about sex would be very different. Yeah. <laughs> of them. So I do, I, I have thought about, about it. Let me first off say that when I, when my niece was born and, you know, as she's getting older now, she's now in that early teen phase. I did say that I want to lock her up and, you know, <laughs> experience anybody ever in life yeah. um the, of the matter is unfortunately and the thing is it is happening with a lot of young because i speak to a couple of young girls it is happening a lot to them where they say you know they'll have sex with this guy and you know who he and that's it yeah. and, you know they they automate <clears throat> automatically think that sex and, and love and intimacy is the same mm-hmm. thing i will be speak very plainly mm-hmm. and hope that they answer the truth of the matter is for a lot of women for most women i don't know i don't want to say most but for a lot of women the, the, se- the sex and the intimacy are intertwined mm-hmm. it cannot be separated mm-hmm. for men it really really truly isn't mm-hmm. for men is dress wearing for most men it's not and for some men it is i have to say um i have had you know i have met and spoken with men that do for them it's you know it it it's 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 intertwined for them it doesn't they don't separate it um i will be very plain and i will tell them that for them this i would explain that sex really is a physical act mm-hmm. it's a physical act then there are no two ways about it it releases some real feel good hormones that make you think it's more than that but it really is a physical act there is there's no getting a, getting around that there's no getting past that there's no sweet way of of saying that Uh now what i will say is if you if you're aware if you know who you are then that's why i I wouldn't advocate like for it's so unrealistic but 16 year olds don't know anything (laughs) i would tell you not to have sex baby do not have sex Wait a few more years when you have a little bit more sense, when you've experienced the world more, when you've actually gone out and met different kinds of people more. Because um, at, at, at the same time, at age of 16, I would not have listened to anyone. And this is that. it. <laughs> I would not have listened to anyone that said that. But, that and, but that's the truth. I will speak very plainly. And I will tell them, this man could have sex with you right now and have sex with another woman in an hour. Mm. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean the same thing for each of you. What you need to know is somebody that actually cares for you and takes your feelings into consideration. And if you're not ready to have sex, the person that you want to have sex with eventually is the person that understands and will wait mm-hmm. with you before you you have sex. Not someone that will pressure you and say, "Well, listen, have sex with me, and this is all I can offer you right now." Do not do not be with someone that offers you less than you want right if you're on the same page it's beautiful it's fantastic if you're both in the place that you want something physical it's great but when you want something more do not do it because at no point because the thing we if we talk about the youngest but even grown women women in their 30s are still falling this is it they're they're still thinking that they're can i say the what let me not let me not say let me not be crass (laughs) (laughs) so incredibly beautiful and nice smelling and so in, you know so captivating that it would show a man mm-hmm. and it, wouldn't. it doesn't the man will not be captured if he doesn't want to be captured right it really is as easy as that for me there are no two ways about it um 
there have been, I think there have been situations, and even when I talk about my own experience, I always say, do not use me as an example, <laughs> because there have been odd situations where you're with someone on, the, you're both with someone on a physical level, and then it turns into something more. But that's because both of you are on the same page. You both mm-hmm. as physical, and you both something changed along the line for both right. of you. More often than a man, if a man stays this from the beginning, he already knows that he's not a serious person, as in he's not serious that he wants a relationship. Right. He's letting you know. So that's the whole don't catch feelings. Number one, catching feelings is, is human. Exactly. It's yes. It's, it's not something that and when you say, oh, don't catch feelings. Catching feelings is not a bad but thing. It's a human. Normal. I do not respect a man that says don't catch feelings because it's you know catching feelings. Mm-hmm. A human being feel things so do not now think that you're somehow uh, less because you caught feelings mm-hmm. you're supposed to exactly that is what you're supposed to do so uh, one thing i would say is that there's no such thing as no strings attached sex it's just that some strings are longer than others <laughs> hey i like it what there will uh, there are always strings it's just that some strings they're a little shorter and and fatter mm-hmm. and some are thinner mm-hmm. That really is what it is. So catching feelings is perfectly normal. So if someone telling you don't catch feelings because they they they, they never catch feelings, or they may be psycho. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> they may not be okay. You know. So catching feelings because I have been I have been in strictly physical relationships where that was all we wanted. Right. Feelings in the sense of I cared for them. Yeah. I just did not want. Yeah, I mean, you know, you a, wouldn't want you'd be upset if they got, you know, run over, for example. Sorry, I mean, you'd be ex- upset if something happened to them. But in terms of long <laughs> term, like, but you're not man material. It's just one of them, them things. That's and that's what it is, and that's that's where this whole thing comes from about um, <laughs> being. If if a man is giving you, listen, the bottom line is this: if a man is giving you once and has said from the get go, he can give you less. Do not stay. Mm-hmm. If you want, do not. And I think the one thing I, t- I always try to tell women is be honest about what you want. Right. Be very, very honest. Go back and like have a think about what you want. And, be, and so I remember speaking to a friend of mine. She's like, oh, but I have needs. I say, yes, my, my dear. Yeah, we all have needs. Yeah. That's why one has number one. Number two, um, that's why if you, you know you want to have a physical relationship with someone don't have a physical relationship with someone that you know you like that you wanted more than that that way right. because at some point listen i i, I would say mm, if you have sex with someone this is i was telling someone this and we're laughing their ass <laughs> but if you have sex with someone about four or five times consistently you, you you're gonna have feeling for them irrespective of who that person is if, if it's someone you like oh, right okay someone you like consistently you're consistently having sex with someone you like they're not they're not assholes they're lovely they they care for you they, they you know they ask after your well-being you're gonna fall for yeah. them because number one the sex is good right. number two they're actually different number three they care for you it's easy to come that is a so imagine if that person has now turned around and said well i told you not to catch feelings for yeah, it's devastating. Yeah, it's devastating. It's devastating. So you can't you can't deceive yourself and say, "Oh well, you know, I'm not going to catch feelings for him, but I like him." 
and you're looking at your phone waiting for him to call you at midnight. Yeah. And we know no, anyway those stuff. midnight calls are not are not a good thing anyway. Past the Mm-mm. This is you know you know you know what it's about. Talk. No, no, you don't want to talk. You can talk at eight AM. <laughs> exactly. Look at that kind of But anyway, so it's like, it sounds like I'm rambling, but back to, to talking to your young girl. First of all, I will tell a young girl, and it will sound very preachy, but I, 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 I like to think that I will be very clear and hopefully not sound preachy that a young girl at 16 doesn't quite know herself. Mm-hmm. She doesn't quite know what she wants. She knows there's this boy that she likes and she, oh my God, he's, you know, he's tall and he's a, you know, he's, what, what do young people like? I don't even know. Sorry. But yeah. You know, <laughs> it's been a long time since he, I was a young person. It's been a while, but you know he has money. He buys them lunch or, or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, and you want to be with him. Mm-hmm. Do not have sex with him. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait till you're mature. Wait till you wait. Not just physically mature, because a lot of the time, young girls they they get physically mature, and you know, and they we, they're always told, oh, you know, you, you're more mature than boys. Yes. Yeah, you're definitely physically more mature than boys. You definitely have more empathy and more emotional maturity in terms of dealing with certain situations simply because, you know, you, females in general are more, they, they, they have a little bit more empathy. They have a little bit easier way of navigating certain feelings. But that doesn't necessarily mean that in the act of a relationship, you're more mature. Right, right, right. Really, because when when they say women are more mature, a lot of them think yes, you know, I'm more mature. He's he's twenty or he's eighteen, and I'm more mature than him because I can do this, 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 this. But that's that's not the case in a relationship. Sex comes with so many different, like I said, strings. It has so many different strings. Mm-hmm. You're even aware that these things can catch you. That that hormone that it releases, that thing Dangerous. is powerful. yes. All kinds of things. You have an orgasm, and you think you've seen heaven, <laughs> and you think that this man is. That and that is that is the truth. He is like the gateway to heaven, and you know he's meant to be with me for life. Yeah. But that's it. What you're feeling, all the things you're feeling, and he's not. And that's the thing. I don't think what you're saying is necessarily. I mean, I framed the question in terms of if you were speaking to a young woman, but I think. Um, and I suppose talking a little bit from my own like experience, I think that maturity when it comes to sex and relationships comes when you have sex and relationships, irrespective of how old you are. Um, yeah. And, you know, you could be in your 30s and still getting a whole baptism of fire. Uh, yep. there's certain experiences that you didn't have when you were younger like I think there's a lot of an there's a lot of assumptions that you know everyone has the same experience in a lot of things including where it's like okay when you're you know in your early teens you're sleeping with everything that moves um, and then you have that opportunity to kind of really understand yourself as a sexual person Um, with no consideration for I like you I, I had sex for the first time when I was 19 um, and it was someone that I ended up being in a relationship with for years and we had a child and you know so it was a very um, a very different experience and it, it, I can admit it, it has been a bit of a baptism of fire when you meet other men that aren't serious so moving on to other men that aren't serious. 
let's talk about wider than sex and talk about relationships i was on the phone um to a friend of mine last night who's married you know and as a single woman i was saying to her you know god forgive me if this is a stereotype but it feels like our men are just not serious out here um and i went to an event where they were talking specifically about relationships and the um, the foundation for it was that essentially you as a person um, have to, one, understand yourself, understand what you're bringing to the table and understand that um, sometimes your actions can cause disruption in a relationship. Now, I'm yeah. a very introspective person. I do like to learn and understand self. But what I felt was missing from that discussion, and I felt like a lot of women felt the same way based on the feedback that they gave me was the fact that actually um you can spend a lot of time being very introspective but that doesn't take away from the fact that you know some men and I make sure I say some um are just <laughs> not like I said they're just not serious um and yeah. it can be a very hollow experience as you get older um mm-hmm. to feel like I think everything's always geared towards women um, always having to learn, always having to position themselves appropriately for men. And my biggest frustration in life, I had a friend who used to say to me, do you know what, Winita, this is the way life is, get over it. But my biggest frustration in life is men are not held accountable for their actions. It's very much a case of, do you know what, I'm going to, um, I am allowed to run through as many people as many women as I want until such time as for some reason something switches in my head Um, Mm. and it means that I can actually commit to someone so tell me am I just being am I just bitter is it just (laughs) let's get real I'm prepared to get schooled here but I think there's a lot of women that you know Oh, my dear, I think we have we have a similar experience in the, in the whole you know single black female thing in England, in London. So no, I will I side with you. You're not bitter. Listen, the truth on matter is, um, it's it's a combination. Is no, it's not even a combination. What the person that told you this is how it is is it's life. Get over it. They're right in that sense. It is life. I want them to be right. It is. I want men to fix that. But, <laughs> it is like it is how society has made things it is it is that because it appears that women are the ones that are seeking relationships and seeking um that commitment and seeking the the stability so we're the ones that are having to put in the work mm-hmm. that's just on on a, on a bottom line level that's what it is the other thing is that women do not hold men accountable yes we we don't at the risk we of being really seen as that stereotype black women you know we nag we always have something to say we're too mouthy you know i think that that yeah. those kind of things influence how comfortable yeah you know, you out. i ignore it the stereotype sometimes can be a stereotype because you know it's true mm. to an extent mm. um the the thing about it though is obviously i'm not in um i'm i'm a black woman so my experience is a black uh, is a black female yeah. perspective 
But white women are not. Uh, they're, 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 I hear stories. <laughs> In what sense? What kind of stories? Stories that they also have. Um, they ha- they have well, they have wastes as well. They have men that are not doing what they're, they're supposed to be doing. Mm. Now we're in it we can see we we see our side a lot more i'm not saying that we have the same experiences we really don't we are minority here so everything here as minorities everything here is bigger for us yeah. everything here is size for us everything you know we 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 see things clearer because clearer sorry because we are you know a smaller group but um it's almost like I suppose I'm, I'm, I might say men are men. I'm saying all all these kind of men exist right through, yeah, right through the races, right everything. Right. Yeah. Society has made has made it has made things, mm-hmm. um, and we're all we're we're all living in society now. When I say women don't hold men um, accountable, they really don't because we are forgiving. We are very forgiving people, or we appear to be very forgiving people. Uh, but the truth is that we we don't really forgive, but we appear to forgive, and then we nag. <laughs> I mean, I mean. <laughs> you know. So if you don't forgive, then for me, I'm all, I'm always like, if I don't, if 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 I'm gonna nag about, if I'm gonna talk about, I I don't I don't forgive, I don't forgive such and such behaviors. Yeah. So for instance, seeing men are not not serious. A lot of them are not. There was something someone told me, and it was someone close to me, and it burned me. Because I felt that for someone that was close to me, for someone that has been around women, for someone who I thought was so, um, was such a feminist, I, that's not quite the right word for it, but he was so, he was so pro-woman. Okay. When he come to say that to me, I was like, how dare you? But this is, it, it, was, it was what he said. He said, listen, men, for the most part, for most men will mess about until about, about 39 or so then they start seeing their own mortality. Right. Then they settle down. That's generally what happens. So for him, settle down age for a man is 40. Wow. For women, that's a lie. Because I, I know some men who are way into their 40s who still haven't. Still, still not exactly. But th- exactly. So this man is saying average for men is 40. Average for women is 24. Whoa, that's a big gap. That's sixteen years gap. Wow, huge gap. So <laughs> wow, I just like to intervene, so, interject here and say, do you know what? You know, to any men listening, this is not about men bashing. You know, you do need no, to talk to. No, you do need to have a word with some of your brothers, though, because the the <laughs> you know. No, it's 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 not it's not male bashing, and it's one of those ones where if a guy was having this, if a guy was in here as well, we could have a conversation, and he could give his perspective. And of course, we want you know male perspective on this, but these are obviously the fact of the matter is we're experiencing things, and nobody can take away from our experience. It's experience is what if if a man now comes and tells me no 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 this is it for me I'll be like okay cool that's your experience. Mm experiencing the same things no experience negate mine you know i i have had guys because i have said something guys will be like no you know don't generalize don't do this you're putting men down blah 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 number one never in life do i ever intend on putting a man down because um, i don't i um i definitely like them I, i think we are all supposed to work together on this but the fact of the matter we're experiencing things wherein 
you you speak to men of a certain age and they're not ready to settle down or they think they're ready to settle down, but they're not willing to do the work that requires them to settle down. Right. Right. That is a different thing entirely. But I think what then women are forgiven in the sense of they would keep going back and they'll keep waiting and they'll be patient and they'll be like, you know, he's not ready yet, but he will be ready. And you're with someone for 10 years and then he, he decides to he's had enough uh, drop. Yeah. And then you go out with somebody and marries them in six months' time, and then you're you're annoyed in your time, you you feel like he's wasted your time. Mm-hmm. But for, for me, and I'm not saying long-term relationships don't make sense. Um, there are people that marriage is not a be-all and end-all. But for me, I'm more, I'm very much on the said, and someone said I'm not patient, which to an extent I'm not. <laughs> but I feel like patient in relationships is a different thing entirely. If you're in a place where you people are not on the same page, leave. So you believe in dating with purpose? I be, uh, not, not yes, purpose, there's dating without purpose. I, purpose. purpose. <laughs> I haven't had sex in a while. That's my purpose. Yes. That, you know what I mean? There, there is dating. I feel like if you're dating with purpose, make sure both of you are on the same page on that purpose. Right, right. That's it. That's it. I, 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 I think I'm only more recently, and even now I'm still a bit, I'm still a bit, it's, it's very shaky ground for me, so I'm not sure. I've never really dated with purpose. Um, yeah. I used to date to enjoy people mm-hmm. and experience. That's, that's how I've always dated. So, and that's probably why I haven't had um, what people would typically call bad experiences in dating. Obviously, I've had heartbreak and, you know, and I've had idiots and I've been an idiot, you know. Mm-hmm. But I've had when I hear people's people's stories, I'm like, oh damn! Mm. I date to enjoy people. I meet someone, I like them, I date them. See, I love the way you I don't really sound so simple. I really, really <laughs> love that. I'm gonna have to try that. It is. It is obviously when you get into it and the dynamics, and you're trying to figure each other out. It's not quite as simple, but in, in general, getting into one of these things really is that simple. And there are times that I meet someone, I like them, I think, oh my God, this makes sense. Next thing I know, I'm, I'm not hearing from a person anymore. And I'm like, oh, okay. okay, it made sense to me, but it made sense to him. And that kind of situation, I don't push it. No. It's okay. So in but, mindset, go on. Sorry. Sorry? Go on. You, I've had situations where a situation like that, where it seems that the man is calling, the woman is then pushing, then he offers her something, but because that's what she she wants, because she thinks that that's the kind of person she should be with, she takes whatever she's being offered. Right. Right. But that wasn't what you want in the first. That wasn't what you wanted wanted right. in the first place. And I suppose it comes back down well, to being honest. The truth of the matter is, men, I think, are fairly honest. Not always. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. But I'm fairly. I'm a lot of them. When if you push for an answer, they they're fairly honest about the answer they give you. And it's accepting that answer, isn't it? That's what it is. Women then accept the answer. Women or women think that they will change their mind. Right. If a man says, "Listen, I'm going to be ready to get married in in five years," do not now think that somehow. Be, or, 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 or actually, a lot of times, not five years. Is I want A, B, C, D, E, mm-hmm. and then I will we can get married i want such and such money i want such and such thing and that is real for a lot of men because men are, are ego driven they're they're driven to to provide they're driven so they do want things mm-hmm. 
right? If someone now doesn't isn't able to sit down and give you a plan as to how these things are going to happen, then he, my dear, is he's not for you. Exactly. Especially if your own timeline and his own timeline do not match exactly. up. Exactly. He is he is not for you. He really isn't, or he is not for you at this time. He might come back, maybe, but he is not for you at this time. And so when when a lot of time a lot of time I'm and I'm hoping I'm not rambling. A lot of time when women say, "Oh, guys are not ready. They're not ready." Yeah, they're not ready, and they're, sometimes they're honest about not being ready. Yeah, you accept it. They may not say blatantly. I'm I'm, but I'm one of those people. I ask questions. I I ask questions and. I want very straight answer. And if I don't get a straight answer, I bounce. Hey. Because it's one of those, because, and, and I do that because of who I am. I don't always give straight answers. Mm-hmm. And I know why I don't give straight answers. Well, how can you say I always you, want you don't give straight answers? Sorry? Can you say you want straight answers, but then you don't give any? If you don't ask me a straight, a straight up question, I would not give you a straight up answer. Because I always like wiggle room. <laughs> Because I know that's who I am, I know how to ask questions to get straight answers. <laughs> I always want to listen. I want. I I like room. I'm a, I mathematics. I like room for error. Yes. It's not 100%. It's 99.9999999. No, 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 no. Yes. I want that one I want that point zero 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 one percent. I want that to be able to. You know, re- at some point in my life, some people thought I was a commitment phobe <laughs> because I just didn't. Because you always want that, but what it is 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 this. Um, guys, a lot of the time are, are honest about if you ask if you're straight and you listen to their answer. Mm-hmm. So you now are the one that has to decide if you're going to stay and if you're going to go. And if you stay, you know that you're settling. Right. That's and that's what it is. And I do not tell any woman to settle, and especially when you've listen. My thing is if you've come to your thirties. And uh, you come to your thirties, single. You knew what you wanted, and you haven't gotten what you wanted. What's the point in settling now? Yeah, no, I don't know. It's like it's but then at the same time, it's always it's. I suppose it's that fear of the unknown. How do you know you will get to that point where you will meet the man that's going to? Fit? Do you know what you you do, you you don't. Um, okay, when I say settling, obviously uh, you have to be you have to be realistic. Now, if you're looking for six foot seven millionaire with you know no kids, forty no kids, mm-hmm. all of that, they may be saying things that you may have to you know calm calm yourself a little bit. Maybe go for the six foot person <laughs> as opposed to six. Foot. I don't know why I was asking that all the time from guys. Oh, I need to tell you I'm like five foot five, five foot seven. And it's like, yeah. It's, do you know what? My experiences have been like, these people tell me that they're five eight. Now I'm five eight. Yeah. And I'm taller than you. So you. I know that. Five eight. <laughs> You're not five eight. So then it's, I think it's a, I think it's a trend amongst men at the moment having that insecurity around not being six foot I mean I've only ever had one experience where someone's told me what did he tell me I think he told me it was five seven I'm five four possibly five Mm. three possibly five three and a half and I'm taller than him and that was a Mm. very odd experience for me I know that I struggled because I'm like 
I wasn't used to it. But at the same time, I'm very much like, well, do you know what? As they say, we're all the same horizontal. So what difference does it make? But I suppose it's a preferential thing. I think it's, it's obviously a preference thing. I think for women, you want to feel like you are being protected. Yes. That physical, the, the physical realization, because the tall guy doesn't necessarily mean he's strong. Exactly. But it's a physical realization of him being, being, being the man, being strong, being able to protect you. And you think about your children and, you know, all of that business. So, um, yeah, in terms of that, that one, well, you know what, yeah, there's no when you have a preference there's nothing you can do about it you have to, you have to be realistic though because i i've i have dated shorter guys it's not my preference mm-hmm. but like i said i meet someone i like them i date them they so if i meet you you're short as long as you're not insecure about it then we're all good it's that came up to my boobs we had so much fun together we introduced him to my family i'm not sure sha but <laughs> <laughs> i could have we will never know. It ended. But <laughs> I know in that time we, we had a good time together. But there there is there are there are there's a pre- there's some there's preference and there's being realistic. Yes. About it. Yes. Thing about I do know there's certain things that are the physical for me is not necessarily something that's important. But to some people it's important, but to others it's not. The the financial thing it's not is something that is imp- finance is really important because that is actually something that breaks up mar- marriages yes, even yes. but it's important in the in the sense that um what is it that he has he is super rich or that he's able to provide those are two very different things yep yeah yeah so those are very different things and that's something to be realistic about he's maybe how he views money so it's not because of people that are rich but they view money in such a bad way that those riches will not even last like 10 years down the line yeah so kind of things that i think are so when it comes to finances not necessarily super rich but you know they're saying things that are more about there's preference but there's 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 being realistic but when, when i say don't settle there's certain core values certain core things that should never be settled on right. at all and you know how how he how you expect to be treated how you expect him to treat family how you expect you know, those things I think are core and should not be compromised on how the kind of, you know, the, 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 how he, he, there are certain views that you should not, if someone is very different from you on that view, it would not work out in the long term. No, there has to be that commonality. When I said don't settle, is those core values should never be compromised on. And if, and there's, again, something like like marriage for instance there are some people that don't want marriage and there's people that want marriage be realistic if marriage is something that's important to you the actual wedding certificate all of legality of it and you're with someone that it is not important do not think that you're going to change his mind Mm. If it's not important to you, then I would say, listen, go ahead. You, you, you're, if you're, you know, say la vie about it, then go, you know, go ahead with it. Like for me, I'm very, you know, say la vie about kids. Okay. Okay. So about, about kids. I can't, I, I, what I cannot, I know I can't do is be with someone that definitely doesn't want kids. Okay. Okay. It's, it's such a weird thing, but it's one of those ones where you have to know what you're, what is concrete for you and what's not concrete for you. Right, right. I hear you. 
So I think that you do not sorry. at all. Yeah. I think that to me, it's almost like you've given some real core advice on um, what women should look at when it comes to to dating. So it's making sure you don't compromise, making sure you have the same, uh, don't compromise on core values, I should say. Um, making yeah. sure um, that um, you're on the same page. And I think in terms of, in general looking at the conversation it's also about um making sure that you are assured in yourself taking that time to do the work um and it's true before you can give yourself to someone else you have to kind of come to a, a place of comfortability in in yourself and as they say you know relationships complement you they don't come to make you whole um so but is there anything else that you would say to women that you think in order for you to have a positive dating experience this is something you should bear in mind have fun yeah how honestly go into it with the mind to have fun yes you're looking for the one if that's what you're looking for yes you're looking for the one that will complete your life but go into it looking to also have positive experiences and meet positive people because they may not be the one but they could bring some enjoyment and a lesson you can learn from them go into things with your eyes open but your heart open as well i love that so um in terms of being able to connect with you connect with your writing find out more about your thoughts on relationships and and sex and all that good stuff what's the best way to to find you Yvonne well <laughs> um hold on I wrote this all down because I said I should I need to be ready <laughs> <laughs> I like this she's a woman yeah yeah, I remember you said be ready. I said, okay, I'm gonna be ready. So I wrote things. <laughs> okay. Um you can find me on Instagram, but because of my uh, material, um I have a private account, but you can follow me if you want to see number one, fun pictures of me because you know I, I find myself attractive. So I post of myself. But most importantly, I have some beautiful um erotic art of beautiful black people. And, um, some, and you know, some of them are done by professional photographers who you can find on my page as well, if that's what you're looking for. So my Instagram is Eve underscore Olution. And if you just search for Eve Nimi, that's Y-V-E space N-I-M-I. You can find me, um, my Twitter, which is, it's kind of boring, but I'm going to (laughs) try, I'm going to try to be better at Twitter because there's so many exciting things. And fun things on Twitter is exactly the same. It's Eve Y V E underscore Olution O L U T I O N. Um, but where I have my most fun is my blog, and it is Eve Y V E hyphen Olution O L U T I O N dot blogspot dot co dot uk. Awesome, Yvonne. Thank you so much for um, speaking to us. I'm up for this. I will. I will. (laughs) If listeners, if there's anything that you felt like I didn't really touch upon, um, maybe we could have a special edition where people send in relationships, sex queries, and we'll have Yvonne back on. Do let me know. Um, Yes, please. 
yes, I'm, I'm all for that. I'm, I'm going to start trying to see if I can make that happen. Um, but until then, thank you so much, Yvonne. And um, hopefully thank we'll speak to you again soon. Thank you again.